let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Mark Moss Show, where we talk about the decentralized revolution, the way the world is changing and of course, we look at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. And boy, has it been a busy week. Now, I try to bring to you, you know, some education so you can really understand these things that are going on and look at them from different perspectives. Some of the latest breaking news to keep you up to date on what's going on. And of course, some interesting guests so you can hear different perspectives than just mine. Although, you know, mine is the only perspective you need, but, you know, I'll bring some other perspectives for you here and there. I want to break down some of the latest breaking news that's been going on this week because, like I said, there is a lot going on in this world. And when we look at it, like I said, I like to look at the intersection of politics, finance, and technology where those three come together. And we can see that there is a lot of things coming together. As a matter of fact, we can see um, this week we are getting closer to the CBDCs we've been talking about for a long time. Of course, I'm talking about central bank digital currencies, which they're not really what they seem like at first glance. Um, they are 
you know, we already do digital transactions, right? About 80% of all transactions are digital, but central bank digital currencies are much, much different for for any number of reasons. Uh, one of which is, of course, that it's programmable money. So not only can they see what you do or freeze your bank accounts, they can actually program it in advance what you're able to do with your money. So uh, you eat too much red meat, you can't buy red meat. You don't save enough money, uh, we'll pay you uh, good interest rates. You save too much money, we'll uh, hit you with a negative interest rate. Um, you, we, you, nothing good happens after midnight, so you can't spend your money after midnight. You know all those types of things. Oh, you said mean things on the internet. Uh, we'll hit. You know, well, you can't spend your money either. Things like that. And around the world, we see that we're getting increasingly closer to central bank digital currencies. And in the United States, it's a very sticky issue for any number of reasons. One of which is that. Central banks, the Federal Reserve of the United States, doesn't actually create money. The Federal Reserve, we talk about it all the time, like printing money, and you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good way to talk about it, but it's not really true. And so, central banks create reserves, and they give them to commercial banks. Think J.P. Morgan, Citibank, uh, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, etc. And so, they give these reserves to the banks, and the banks create money. So actually, the banks, the commercial banks, are the ones that create the money, and they do that through loans. So when they give you a loan for a house, a car, a boat, whatever, that money is created into existence. So, And the other thing is that only the government has the ability to make money, not the Federal Reserve. Remember, the Federal Reserve doesn't do it. The Federal Reserve gives it to the banks. And so if we had a central bank digital currency, then that would mean the central bank would be the one issuing money. But that's not the way our system works. And so there's all types of legal problems around this. Of course, you might understand that a lot of people don't like it. I don't like it. You certainly shouldn't like it. So we should definitely push back and fight against that. There's also lots of lawmakers who don't like it because, again, the government is the one supposed to have the rules over creating money, not the central bank. So it takes power away from the government. Also, the commercial banks don't like it because the commercial banks are the ones that are supposed to create the money, not the Federal Reserve. So as you can see, this is a big change to the way things work in the United States. Now, China has already rolled out their central bank digital currency, which of course makes sense because it's communist China, right? President Xi basically runs the country by iron fist. But this is America. It's supposed to work a different way. However, it doesn't seem like it's going to be stopping what they're trying to do. As a matter of fact, we can see this week, it says banking heavyweights commence wholesale digital dollar pilot with the New York Fed. So the way the Federal Reserve works is it's a it's a group of banks. The New York Fed is, is arguably the most important bank of all the banks in the Federal Reserve. And it says here that a group of major, major banks have commenced a pilot project alongside the Federal Reserve Bank of New York to test the feasibility of using tokens representing digital dollars to improve how central bank money is settled between institutions. Now, you know, there's such a thing as, you know, the um, slippery slope, <laughs> uh, right? Like it's the, the boiling pot that uh, the frog that boiled in the pot or whatever, where like, you know, let's just ease into it a little bit. And, you know, let's just take a little bit of a test and Nobody's really going to object to this. And then before you know it, like you're a frog and you're in, literally in a boiling pot of water and you're dying, right? And so that's kind of what this is. Let's just test it right now. And right now, it's just going to be between banks. So it's not for the public. It, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't really... Um, you know, it doesn't really violate any of those issues like I talked about where, you know, the government can make the money and it doesn't doesn't really take away the, the, the commercial bank's ability to create money because this is just for the Federal Reserve and this is between banks. Let's start there. 
Let's get them using that. Let's test it out. Let's see how it works. Let's let's get the let's get the public used to this idea. Let's warm them up in the pot. That's what it seems like it's going on. So we can see here Citibank, HSBC, BNY Mellon, and Wells Fargo are among the banks taking part. But here's the crazy part. Along with so the banks, City, HSBC, BNY Mellon, and Wells Fargo, along with payments giant MasterCard. But that's interesting because MasterCard's not a bank. MasterCard doesn't send money back and forth between banks. So that's pretty interesting. Um, it says here that it's a 12-week proof-of-concept pilot that will explore the use of an interoperable platform known as the Regulated Liability Network, or RLN, where banks can issue tokens which are settled through simulated central bank money on a distributed ledger. The project will be conducted in a test environment using only simulated data. So it's a 12-week project, and right now it's just a test. It's just simulated data. But why would they be testing it if they didn't want to roll it out? I mean, there would just no be no reason to create it or test it if you didn't want to use it. So look, we know where this is going, right? We know this is going. It says, while the majority of central banks are exploring the development of retail central bank digital currencies, or CBDCs, forms of digital money for use by the public, many are also engaged in pilots around wholesale CBDCs, fiat money, in token form for exchange among financial institutions to improve existing clearing and settlement processes. So right now, we're just testing it, and we'll see where it goes. But we know where that goes, and you need to be aware of this. Now, in bigger news, We've been talking about the collapse of FTX melting down, and it looks like it's have massive contagion. We see uh, Coinbase, which is a publicly traded company, a cryptocurrency exchange, is taking a massive hit. It looks like Wall Street is going sour on it. The stock is down about 40% below its capitalized price, which is looking pretty far, the bond. So if you look at the debt market, we can see that the price of Coinbase 3.375 bond due in 2028 is crashing down. And part of that reason is because if we look at the forward guidance of what we think Coinbase can do as a company. So I've been talking about some of these regulations that could be coming in the crypto industry. If you've missed any of that, go check out the previous segments of the Mark Moss show on your favorite podcast player or catch me on YouTube. But if the government really cracks down on regulations, then a company like Coinbase might have a problem. Because a company like Coinbase makes its profits off of you trading these cryptocurrencies. But if these cryptocurrencies are uh, regulated as securities and most of them go away, and then let's say Coinbase has to file as a securities platform and then probably pay fines for all of the securities, uh, unregistered securities they've been peddling so far, that could have a massive hit to Coinbase's books and then severely crimp their ability to make money moving forward. At least I think. Now, right now, it's at about a 40% discount to where the capitalization should be, but I don't know if that's enough. We don't know the impact of if the regulations will be passed through, and if the regulations are passed through, how much will that affect both their cash positions as well as their ability to make money in the in moving forward. But the markets are responding at least in this assessment here, where the 2028 bonds traded with a yield of around 14% um, or more. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, breaking some of the latest breaking news of the week so you can stay up to date, uh, so you can sound like you know the smartest, part, the smartest person at your cocktail party this weekend. 
um, just by tuning in and listening to me as I catch you up on all the big news. I got a lot more to discover uh, to discuss when I come back, including with the economy, the education system, the political realm, and more. I'll be back with all of that and more in a minute. You do not want to miss what I have coming up next, so don't go away. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. All right, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about some of the biggest breaking news in the world, in the realm of politics, finance, and technology, or really the intersection of those things as we witness the world swinging from centralization to decentralization. Now, I spent uh, quite a bit of time on my other podcast segments talking about the crash of FTX and what that means for the greater um, cryptocurrency market and financial market overall. 
I'm not going to rehash everything that I've been through, uh, but I do want to rehash some of it, which is that a couple things is one, you need to be aware that there is still probably quite a bit of contagion that could spread from here. So if you're in the cryptocurrency space at all, don't think that the worst is over. I think the worst might still be to come. Now, I don't know this for sure, but what happens is the smaller players go down first, and then it takes the bigger players, the bigger players, the bigger players, and so forth. And FTX is the second largest cryptocurrency exchange, but there's even bigger players or other similarly big players that are not exchanges, but they're in the mix. And so one of those is cryptocurrency lender Genesis. And Genesis is a company that's kind of behind the scenes and they work with all these companies, um, taking custody of their funds, holding them for them and providing liquidity by doing loans and things like that. And what we saw this week is that crypto lender Genesis had to suspend withdrawals after the FTX collapse. Because what happens is all of these people have um, contagion, right? They're all interrelated. They all have money here, money there. And so when they lose a big chunk of money here, that creates a problem over there. And the demise of FTX created an unprecedented turmoil for Genesis, says this article on the Wall Street Journal, causing the company's lending arm to be unable to meet their withdrawal request. Because what happens is it's called a bank run because it typically happens with banks. And now we're seeing it happen in the cryptocurrency space. But if you have money at a bank and then all of a sudden you doubt their ability to pay you that money back, you might want to go get your money out before they run out, right? You want to go before everybody else shows up to get their money. You want to make sure you get your money before they go out. And the same thing happens with these cryptocurrency markets is that people all of a sudden lose trust. They lose faith in their ability to get their money out. And so they say, hey, I want to be the first one to get my money out. And that's exactly what started happening with um, Genesis is that so many people wanted to get money out that they weren't able to meet all their withdrawal requests. Because no bank, I hate to break it to you, JP Morgan or Wells Fargo, they don't have all your money in the bank. As a matter of fact, go to your bank and try to pull out $5,000 of cash and see what that's like. I've done it many times. My bank tells me that I need to request the cash in advance because they just don't keep that much. And so um, same thing happens with Genesis. You know, they don't have all that money sitting in cash. They have it in other assets. And so when a lot of people come to request it at the same time, they just don't have that laying around. They have to liquidate other positions and it takes time. And so they said that it's, uh, they told clients that it was suspending redemptions and new loan originations following the collapse of exchange FTX. Um, it says that uh, the turmoil for Genesis caused the company's lending arm to be unable to meet all withdrawal requests. The company told clients on a Wednesday call, the company said it would deliver a plan next week for its lending business. So we don't know what's going to happen with that, uh, but it's a big problem. Genesis had $2.8 billion in active loans outstanding at the end of September. And who did they have those loans with? And this is what I'm talking about, contagion. Who were those loans with? Are those loans good? Can they collect on that? If they can't get that money, then what about the money that they owe back to other people? It all starts getting very, very, very dirty. Now, Genesis was the one providing yield to Gemini. So if you have money with Gemini and you were using their earned product, you might have a problem there. Gemini says it's partners with borrowers who are vetted through our risk management framework, which review our partners' collateralization management process. So Gemini says they do good due, due, due diligence. Everybody does. 
The problem is, is when you start seeing a run on the banks and you see asset prices uh, falling, all that collateral that you thought you had that was good all of a sudden doesn't turn out to be good. Now, Gemini is potentially going to be in trouble from, from this, and we don't know who else is. We saw another crypto lender called Salt had to pause all their withdrawals on Tuesday, saying that the collapse of FTX had impacted their business. So I would just go out on a limb and I would just tell you that any crypto company that has any type of lending or borrowing or yield products is probably going to be caught up in this mix. Does it, now, does that mean they're going to go out of business and not return your funds? No, it doesn't. But it's definitely a risk. And I don't know how to quantify that risk and neither do you. And so I think about that. Anytime you give your money to somebody else, there's a chance you don't get that money back. Now, some is more risky than others. If you go find a homeless person on the street and give them their money, there's probably a very good chance you don't get that money back. There's a very high risk of that. If you give it to a FDIC insured in bank, the risk is very low, but there's still a risk. All right. And you're going to get compensated for that risk, or you should be compensated for that risk. The problem that I have with these cryptocurrency products is that there's no way to quantify that risk. And so if I can't quantify that risk, if I don't know if it's 4% risk or 8% risk or 70% risk, then I probably shouldn't be using those. And so most people are starting to wake up to this, which is why they're going to get their money off of the exchanges, just like people would go and make a run on the bank and get their money out of the bank. And so I would recommend to you, if you have any cryptocurrency on any exchange, pull it off. And why wouldn't you? The whole point of Bitcoin or crypto is that I can custody those assets on my own. Now, if I wanted to store my money in cash, I have to put it under a mattress or put it in a safe. If I had it in gold, I'd have to go bury it in the dirt somewhere, build up a, a safe. If I had a lot of gold, I'd have to build up a, a vault and I'd have to hire security for it. But Bitcoin doesn't require that. Bitcoin requires just a cryptographic security key. I recommend using something called cold storage. So you could use a hardware wallet like a Trezor, T-R-E-Z-O-R, Trezor or a Ledger. Those are hardware wallets, like a little USB drive. Um, I would recommend that. You could also use like an app on your phone or on your computer. I don't recommend those as much, but you can do that for ease of use. But pull it off of the exchange. Why do you have it there to earn 4%? Is that 4% worth the risk of losing it all? I would say certainly not. Now, this is going to cause even more run on the bank and more people are going to go pull it out. It's going to cause even more problems. But you don't want to be the last person trying to get your money off and find out that you can't get it off the exchange. So you go pull it off. With Genesis going down, this is going to cause a problem with all of these companies who didn't think they had problems. And like I said specifically, if your exchange, like Gemini, offers a yield product, a lending product, or a borrowing product, just consider they have exposure. Now, again, it could be a little exposure like Gemini and they could eat it. No big deal. Could be a lot of exposure and could take it down. We don't know. But why take the risk for 4%, for 6%? I would say certainly not. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Mark Moss Show. We're talking about um, you know, the decentralized revolution. We're talking about uh, the financial industry being shaken up. It's crazy time right now. Now is the time to err on the side of caution trying to alert to you the problems that are happening through the realm of politics, finance, and technology. I got a lot more to cover. I want to break into some stuff on the economy, what's going to happen to you over Thanksgiving um, and your travel. 
And we'll talk about the education system, politics, and more. You don't want to miss what I have coming up next. So don't go away. I'm going to be right back after a short break. I'll be right back. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, the way the world is changing right now rapidly before our very eyes. We've been talking about the financial system overall. I want to jump to a broader subject right now, and that is just the economy. Now, we have to understand that the markets and the economy are not the same. So the economy is made up of businesses, and that's your job, and that's your business, and that's goods and services. And then we have the market, which is you know stock market, bond market, et cetera. Now, they are not the same. Now, they kind of should be the same because typically you're investing, your stocks are buying companies, and the companies make up the markets. So they should, I'm, I'm sorry, the companies that you're buying, the markets should represent the economy. That's the way it should work. However, now we're in this highly financialized economy where basically everything's become financialized and we can see the disconnect 
Um, there's no greater illustration than just looking back till 2020. In March of 2020, the entire economy was shut down. Businesses that have been in business for decades were forced to shut down. Um, all the goods and services that were being made, the supply chains, they all broke. People were at home not working. However, when the economy shut down, the markets went on to make new highs. So how are markets, how are stock markets making new all-time highs when the economy shuts down? And that's because, of course, there's a disconnect, right? So you have to understand that. Now, but let's take a look at the economy for a second. So we can see here's an article that broke um, on the Wall Street Journal. says that uh, this Thanksgiving, what prices to expect at the grocery store? And what we can see is that, unfortunately, the cost of everything has been going up through the roof. Food's been going up. Energy's been going up. And unfortunately, your holiday meal is going up as well. Maybe this will change <laughs> you wanting to go um, or, or how many people you host for, for Thanksgiving. And it says the holiday meal is costing American families about 14% more this year due to higher prices of turkey, flour, eggs, and other staples. So you're going to have to spend more money, spend about 14% more this year due to those higher prices. Now, there's a million reasons why they want to say this is happening. It says turkey prices have increased about 30% from a year ago. So turkey's up 30%. So I guess it depends on how much turkey you have for Thanksgiving. depends on how much more you, you'll pay. Um, and there's any number of reasons why this happened. But inflation happens because we have too much money. So as the government continues to print more money, the existing dollars are worth less and less. So it's not that prices are going up. It's that the purchasing power of your dollar is going down. And so those dollars are buying less goods and services. So your dollars are buying less turkey than they did the year before. So it's not that prices of turkey went up. It's that the dollar went down. And if that's not bad enough, maybe you don't want to host a big Thanksgiving party at your house because you can't afford that increase. Uh, maybe you'll just drive to go see your family. I believe uh, Thanksgiving holiday is the largest travel holiday in the year. I didn't fact check that before I said that. I think that's the case. But what we can see is that that's also going to be a problem because diesel hits a record premium over gas. As a matter of fact, um, the price of diesel and gas are usually kind of somewhat the same. Sometimes diesel is a little bit more expensive. I believe that diesel is always supposed to be cheaper than gas because it's a lot cheaper to produce the diesel. But because we're in a diesel shortage, it's getting a massive premium over regular gas. Of course, supply and demand. So when you have more diesel needed than there is diesel available, it pushes the price up. Now, I did a whole video on why this is happening on my YouTube channel. It's got, I think, over 1.2 million views. If you haven't seen it, you're missing out. <laughs> Just go search Mark Moss on YouTube, and you can find that video I did on the diesel crisis, why it's happening, how to solve it. I'm not going to go super deep into that now, but I, I broke it down in about a 20-minute video if you want to go watch that. Uh, but basically, that is going to add to the cost of your turkey because some farm somewhere, a farmer has farm equipment that uses diesel gas. So his cost went up. So he has to sell his stuff for more Then that turkey that he sold probably went onto a diesel truck and got delivered to a plant that processed it. And that plant probably uses diesel fuel to run their equipment. And then it had to get onto another truck to get sent to like a processing center and then another truck to get sent to the grocery store. So when diesel goes up, all of those pieces go up and all of those prices go up. And now you want to go, you don't want to host 
Thanksgiving because it's price too expensive. Now you want to go drive to a family member or you want to hop on a plane or a train. Well, the price is going to go up on that as well. It says right here, the price of fuel has risen about 50% this year alone. We have dwindling stockpiles. The video I talked about was that we had about less than 25 days worth of diesel fuel available. And the reason why is we just can't make it fast enough. Now, why is that? Why can't we make it fast enough? We never had a problem with diesel fuel before. Why are we having this problem all of a sudden? Well, again, go watch that 20-minute video I put together if you really want to understand it. But the highlight of it, if you want the short version of it, is that we're just not making enough of it in the U.S. or the world. Now, you have to understand that it starts with oil. And then you take the oil, and the oil goes to a refinery. And then a refinery processes that oil and turns it into gasoline. So we need refineries. So you can obviously start with the oil, but the price of oils come down. So if the price of oils come down, why is diesel going up? And that's because the refineries aren't able to make enough of it. Why aren't we able to make enough of it? We used to make enough of it. Now we don't. And this is a question that you need to be asking yourself all the time. Uh, if you've been traveling, I travel quite a bit. If you've been traveling like I have, you know that it's almost impossible for a plane to run on time anymore. But why is that? They used to run on time. Now they just can't seem to run on time. Why is everything breaking down? Why did we used to be able to have reliable electricity? And now in California, we have rolling blackouts in the summer. Like that didn't used to happen. Why? Well, the problem is, is because policies have created an artificial problem. And so because of regulations and because of Joe Biden running on a policy saying literally as he come into the White House saying that he was going to shut energy companies down, he was going to shut oil companies down, he's denied any expansion to that. No oil company or refinery for that matter wants to invest money back into the space, into a space that they say they're going to be shut down in. So to start a refinery, it takes billions of dollars. It takes a decade to get up and running. It takes sometimes almost 20 years for it to produce a profit after they pay back everything. But why would you invest for 10 years or 20 years into an industry where the president's literally telling you they're going to shut you down? So there's no new investment. Now, most of the refineries or some of the refiners are over 100 years old, over 100 years old. That's how old they are. So they're, as you could imagine, highly inefficient and they break down a lot. So a lot of them have been shut down. There was one refinery that it needed repairs, but it was like a billion dollars in repairs and nobody wants to put the billion dollars into it or to repair it. And so we're just losing refineries. The refineries are, are running, are, are being shut down. They can't be repaired, can't be restored. And then because the remaining ones that are there are working so hard, now they're running way over capacity. So refining, just like everything, should shut off once in a while so they could do maintenance. And you do maintenance so it doesn't break down. But they can't shut them down to do maintenance because they need to run them all the time, which then causes even more problems. So this is a big problem. There's not an easy way out. If you'd like to understand more about that, like I said, go watch the uh, YouTube video I did about this. You know, the United States uh, president, Joe Biden, has been um, slamming these companies, threatening the um, gas companies to lower gas prices. It's not them. They, they, don't, they don't raise the price of gas. They only make a few cents per gallon of profit. It goes back to the refinery. The president uh, or the CEO of Valero, Major Energy Corp, put out a, put out a letter uh, to the uh, governor of California, Gavin Newsom, saying, look, we're not 
coming on with any new refineries. The state of California has the strictest regulations against refineries, which is why they've all shut down, which is why the gas prices are so high. And we're not making any new ones because we're not going to invest into, a, into an industry where you said you're going to shut us down. And so all this talk and rhetoric from Gavin Newsom, from Joe Biden saying it's these greedy oil companies and gas companies um, raising the prices, that's not the answer. Expect to pay much higher prices, not just for gas, but for everything. Because in that scenario, I told you, everything has to be driven around. And so you can expect more of that. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, the way the world is changing through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. I got more to discuss, to discuss when we come back in a minute. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be talking about the education system, the political system, and more. I'll be right back. Don't go away. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the latest breaking news around the world as we look at the world transitioning from a world of centralization 
and central control to a world of decentralization. And we can see this from all different angles. It's just, just uh, I mean, so many. You know, we just had the midterm elections happening here in the United States, which are being called maybe one of the, you know, most important elections that we are going to have. And I don't know, every one of them is uh, the most important, it seems like. And, you know, I don't really like to discuss politics here on the show. I like to discuss politics only in so far as it relates to finance and technology. And so I like to look at those intersections. So typically, I don't really discuss politics that much other than, like I said, policies that affect the economy and our investments. However, I do want to talk about this election just a little bit. I'm not going to dig in super deep, but I want to look at it from a couple things because there's two big things that really stand out to me from this election from a, from a, from a high level. And I think this is something that everybody should be aware of and everybody should be concerned about. The first thing that I would say is that here we are, we're through the election, and there's massive allegations of fraud, massive, from, from all over, Okay. And both sides are alleging it. So I'm not going to make this uh, partisan, all right? Both sides are alleging it. Uh, we have uh, fraud everywhere. We have uh, people are saying, here's an article, it's calling it a third world electorate, um, the electoral party. We see here, America's electoral system is suffering from a credibility crisis. Um, um, media calls Arizona's race for Dems after... Uh, the votes haven't even been counted, and for some reason, they still can't even count the votes. Um, missing ballots are found in New Jersey County. Um, I mean, just all these allegations. And, I, and I'm not going to dig into them, and I don't want to make this partisan, but here's what I want to say. There's all these allocations of fraud or improprieties or inconsistencies or whatever. This should not be that difficult. The reason why... Uh, supposedly there's like this misinformation or what they want to call conspiracy theories is because there's no transparency. The way that you build trust is with truth, with transparency. If you don't believe something I'm saying, I'll prove it to you, right? And then through that proof, you'll trust it. And if you call me out over and over and over, and every single time I prove it, prove it, prove it, eventually I'm going to start gaining trust with you. Now, I understand right now you're just listening to me, so I can't show you a lot of things that prove it to you. If you watch my YouTube channel, I always bring the proof. But when it comes to the election, let's go back to the last election cycle. Uh, the Trump administration said that the election was stolen from him, from the Biden campaign. That's not a partisan thing. That's nothing new. Hillary Clinton said the election was stolen from her. Okay, look, it, this happens almost all the time. So I'm not going to make this a partisan issue. What I do want to say is that if... In, the, in this last election, we had the midterms last week. If someone says, hey, these votes aren't right, it wasn't counted properly, it's very easy to fix this. We don't need technology. All we need is, let's say, well, okay, let's just lay out the votes and let's have a Republican here and a Democrat here. Maybe let's live stream it on YouTube so everybody can watch and let's just recount them. That's it. Like, it doesn't need to turn into this big, big political thing where it's like, well, they're trying to use it for their political game and they're trying to say there's impropriety. Like, just recount them. The problem is when the Trump administration accuses the, uh, the, the Democratic Party of, of, uh, of improprieties and then they want to shut it down, tell you to shut up, tell you that it's um, false, okay? 
Ripping out a man's tongue does not prove that you're right. It only proves you have something to hide. So the right thing to do would have been, oh, well, I, I see there's all this stuff on the internet that shows there's improprieties. Let's just recount it. And the same thing goes here. Um, why not just recount it? Why not have it open and fair? Why not have somebody from both parties there, why not have it live streamed on the internet? We don't need technology. This can be done very low tech for literally like almost no money. I'm pretty sure you could get a Republican and Democrat party representative to go there for free to stream onto YouTube is basically free. And we could just recount this thing. Okay. So, uh, again, I don't want to make this, I don't want to make this, uh, um, politically or partisan. Um, both sides should want this. Both sides should want it. Going back to the Trump Biden thing, if you know one, if, if the Trump administration said, you know, accuse them of proprieties, and uh, the Biden administration said, fine, let's just recount them, then open it up, let's let's go. Like that's what we should want. And then if it was open and fair and transparent, everybody believed it, then everybody could accept it. But when you censor and you shame and you and you hide, then conspiracy theories run wild. Now. It's so easy. It's so cheap that you would think, why wouldn't they do that? <laughs> and the answer is because they don't want you to know, which is the problem. And the bigger, the bigger thing on this, and this goes back to the decentralized revolution. We are losing trust in central controlled entities because we know we can't trust them. That's why we're losing faith and credibility in, in our central institutions, in our central planners. If they would work to restore trust and transparency, then we could trust them, but they don't. Every time they try to censor, we lose trust. It's not how you gain trust. If you thought your business partner was embezzling from you and you said, hey, could we sit down and go through some of these invoices because I don't know what they are? And they said, oh, oh, never mind that, never mind that. You don't need to look at that. Then that makes me doubt him even more. But if he said, oh yeah, sure, let's sit down. Okay, here's what we bought. Then there's transparency and then I can trust my partner again. So all of these calls that you hear for censorship by one side of the political aisle, every single time they call for more censorship, it makes us lose more trust. Truth is found through open and honest discussion, not through censorship. They want to say it's misinformation. There probably wouldn't be misinformation or as much misinformation if we had the truth and transparency. The other thing I'm going to say about this political, this, uh, this, not Democrat, the, uh, midterm elections that we had on top of all these, uh, allegations of improprietaries that, uh, are just shocking for me. And it's, it's disheartening and it shows that we're at the end of our central planned governments. The other thing I would say is, uh, I think everything that you need to say about the political system, um, and specifically the political system, as well as, uh, these midterm elections, I think the whole race is really summed up in one state, and the state is in Pennsylvania. I think everything we need to know basically is right there. You have a doctor, um, a doctor who was um, well known and well liked. Um, you have uh, he was he was well well liked he he's a celebrity right like Donald Trump came to fame because he had a TV show he was a celebrity um, Doctor Oz was a celebrity he was well liked there was trust there he was like promoted by Oprah everybody loves Oprah Doctor Oz is 
good looking and he's uh, smart and he's articulate and he's a doctor, right? People trusted them with their health because he's a doctor, all these things. And he ran against a guy who can't even put a sentence together. And I get it. That's mean to say because he had a stroke and I get it. He had a stroke and I feel bad for him. And I wish he didn't have a stroke. But you're electing someone to be your representative. And if you're electing someone to be your representative, they should be able to go represent you, which means they should be able to talk and have coherent sentences. And the fact that a guy that can't put a sentence together, and I get it because he had a stroke and I'm sorry, but he can't. And the fact that he beat a very well-liked celebrity doctor that's articulate and smart says everything you need to know about the election process. Now, was it because there was massive amounts of fraud and improprieties? I don't know. Or was it because people are so blind ideologically that they're just going to vote for anybody because of party lines? Either case, it doesn't matter. It sums up the entire state of politics. And I don't want those people representing me, which is why we're going back to a decentralized world and not the centralized world that we have. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the way the world is swinging from centralization to decentralization. These are the signposts that we are witnessing. And that's what I got. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore A. Action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity Voice Remote. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.